I'm gonna I'm gonna remain the optimist that I am and say we have a fan. So how about that? <laughs> oh wait, no, he unfollowed us. No. Oh, dang. Easy <laughs> come, so easy go. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, this is me and he, D with two E's, that is the Dan with an A-N. Bingo. And we are DVD, aka DVD player, I'm your player, D with two E's, that's D with the A-N, and we Welcome you once again. Man, listen to those rhymes. Oh, man. Oh, it's been... Uh, <laughs> it's been like a few weeks since we uh, laid, laid, down a, what, uh, laid down an episode, uh, and I think it may have been like a week or so ago we actually released it, so... Yeah. Um, I was able to turn that one around a lot faster this time, so I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping it'll be the same for this as well. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I think you just, like, didn't, you, just, you just didn't really do a whole bunch of editing. And stuff. So you just like you like me did a couple little clips, and after that, just like chipped it out. Just get it out, get it out, man. Like like Tom Brady, man, with that crit release, man. You just gotta two seconds, boom. <laughs> yeah, hi everybody. Uh, it's been a little bit. Um, it's been a while. Where should we begin? <laughs> Sorry, it's, uh, it's it's all about uh, it's all about those Creed references here on uh, here on the DVD show, the Dan versus D show. Um, but hey, time marches on. Um, Where sports marches on. Uh, there's a whole fresh new set of uh, headlines in the news for us to to dissect or not dissect wait, or completely ignore. Hey, hey, wait, wait, hold on a second. I think I just heard. I think another player in the NFL just got another injury. Oh boy. Just as as we spoke, as we speak right now, I think someone just got an injury. It's just a, been that type of year. <laughs> yeah, which which begs the question: there are no games happening right now. So, what did he get injured doing? Stretching, like, I guess, like he he yawned and like raised his arms up, to stretch, <laughs> and then he just like you know pulled something. I don't know a core muscle strain. It was I remember- it was like the ta- it was like the towel boy maybe. <laughs> I'm actually going to look this up because I want to, this is a fantastic story. Um, yeah. Yeah, I remember this. Okay, so um, in 2015, uh, the Blue Jays' Kevin Pillar uh, missed, it uh, doesn't say how long he missed, uh, but he missed time after he strained a muscle sneezing. Oh yeah, I'm thinking. I I believe I uh, remember you telling me that he sneezed and he pulled hey, something. Man, like, I mean, to be honest though, like you know how forceful like um, an action sneezing is. I mean, it actually stops the heart temporarily, don't it? <laughs> Fair point, I guess. I think, I think that's why um, people say "bless you." <laughs> I, I don't know yeah. if that's a myth, but I I, I believe that's like. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's that was the case because like when you sneeze that's like that's a big 
like like oomph. That's a lot yeah. of force there. I guess it's all so your I'll muscles me... convulsing at once. <laughs> um, <laughs> I remember too a different. <laughs> yeah, I remember a different ball player at one point. Um, he uh, was getting out of the pool and pulling himself up, I guess, on like the rungs and uh, oh, no. fucking strain something that way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he must have stretched too much or something. I pulled in the wrong way. Yeah, that's I, yeah. I can see that. But um, it was always funny because there's always, you know, every year there's always some, when, when everybody reports for spring training, there's always some ridiculous injuries. Some of them are players lying because they probably were injured doing something not in their, not allowed under their contract. Um, what, what were they but, like, um, what, were they like, uh, Matt Harvey, like partying to like four, 5 a.m.? <laughs> uh, is that well, why they call him the dark night? <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> Instead of the dark day. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, sad story with him too, because he, there's a possibility the Mets might just outright cut him, uh, because he's literally been that bad. I mean, um, baseball is like one of those sports. It's like you could be hot like one minute and then like the next is just all of a sudden like you can just I guess it's just any pro like sports circuit. But I think especially baseball, like it seems like yeah. the flame out like happens quicker. It always seems like baseball has kind of the highest number of like one year wonder kind of guys who just go nuts for like one season and then either injury or something else happens. The league figures them out and then they can never seem to adjust well. I, I mean, don't know. Football similar is like kind of like in a like a similar way too, because there's just so a whole, a whole bunch of things like game plan or like uh, against them or like to like injuries and stuff. Like it's, it's a lot of factors. So yeah. I don't know. I guess it just depends on the way you look at things. Because it's like you think of guys who sort of have a career trajectory that starts kind of at its peak and then just kind of tapers off over a few years. I'm thinking of like Victor Cruz, you know, he, he did have injuries, but I mean, his, he, he had that one great season and then kind of, and then kind of had a good, a really good season and then a good season. You know what I mean? Like his production kind of, he was still good all that, all those years, but like he was kind of transcendent for like one year in there. And then it just kind of started to taper off. Okay. Um, All right. So yeah. everyone, um, so we're, we're talking, reason why we're like, I guess, sound like downers right now is like, we're starting things off with injuries and um, like, it's, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned about like, you know, Victor Cruz It's like, that's, that's really a sad like uh, tale there. I mean, like uh, how long he played in the league? Like he, he played for about like 10 years, right? I don't even think he, well, you know, pro football reference can solve this question. Um, I know he played, I mean, he, he played at least five years. I mean, over five years at least. Yeah. Yeah. But it was not, it was not a long career if I remember right. And he, so, he did come back after he tore his uh, patellar tendon, but he was obviously not the same after that. So we're um, talking about what, a seven, seven, eight year mark, maybe. Okay. This is going to make you real sad. Are you ready? Victor Cruz's rookie sad. year, rookie year was 2010. Dang. Uh, so, and he got cut like this year. So, like, he, so yeah. he lasted maybe what six years in the league. So, six full se- like, and then like one of those seasons, like he missed like a, almost like a full season. So, yeah, really, like him, he, I think he played like maybe what five years, I guess. Like, if that actually would count. 
Yep. We'll say so, like four and a half. Well, like uh, with other injuries, I guess, like you know, missing games would take that into account. So maybe talking about maybe four, four and a half years of like in terms of playing games. Yeah, if you look at his career line, so he did not play much his rookie year. He played in three games because I think he was wasn't he undrafted? Yeah, um, he was. I believe so. Yeah, he was. Right, right, right. He was undrafted, so he was just kind of on the roster that first year. Who was he playing behind, uh, his, like Mario Manningham and like uh, Hakeem Nix? <laughs> yes. So uh, his second year was when he broke out and he had that. He had 82, 82 for uh, about 1,500 yards and nine touchdowns. Hey, let me ask you something, uh, Dan. Do you think, like, does it feel like this has been like the most uh, injury riddled season you've ever witnessed and during like as uh, throughout your whole fandom of, of football and also the second question is how much of an impact has it made to uh, towards like the overall quality of of the football like compared to like recent years go it, it's weird because like the experience of being a football fan is something like you kind of feel a little bit like this every year because you get so excited to see certain guys play, especially if you're like a big fantasy player like we both are. Uh, you you get so excited to see certain guys play and then they go down in like training camp or go down the first week of the season or go down halfway through the season. This one feels particularly bad. I'm not sure what the raw data says in terms of the amount of injuries, but it just feels like the most to me. It feels particularly bad because, like, uh, if you want to run down, like, the best quarterbacks in the NFL. So, Brady's played the whole season. Okay, cool. Rodgers is down. Rodgers hasn't played. Aaron Rodgers got hurt. He may come back. Bridgewater is not going to get his job back. Yeah, I mean. That dates back to, like, two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He busted up his knee in training camp two years ago. God. No, that, no, that um, wasn't training camp. Wait, was it training camp? Yeah, it, it was. was. Camp. It was in yeah. a, it was in like a practice. It was a non-contact injury. And like, um, everybody was like crying and stuff like that. And it was like, probably, like, I think probably like the most gruesome, like knee injury, like those, those players in that camp probably had witnessed at the time. Yeah. In their lives. Yeah. Um, Dang. Uh, did I mention Luck? Luck hasn't played the entire season because he has a fucked up shoulder and, and nobody yeah. knows why his shoulder won't heal properly. Luck really didn't really um, play it. Uh, Luck played like maybe half the season last year. And, and like, well, I think they didn't like miss like half the games last year. And then the games he did play, his his shoulder was all be- was all screwed up anyway. And they yeah. were like covering it, covering that, that stuff up. Uh, Let's, let's do this. Andrew Luck uh, was not really healthy last year, man. And I think that might have like really added an insult to the injury um like towards his shoulder being there even worse because if if it wasn't if it wasn't already like unhealthy already uh and already like banged up uh why did he come in and like have the off-season surgery if there wasn't something wrong with it or like to begin yeah. with so yeah i think i think they just wheeled him out there and just said here throw some passes and stuff even though your 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 arm is like way screwed up Yep, it's not it's not looking good, and uh, I mean they may have already kind of permanently screwed up his good. career because of all the hits he's taken and stuff. I um, I would never forget. Hey, I I recently watched like this video. It's like um, 
um, the Indianapolis Colts, the factory of glue and, um, by, uh, urinane tree. Who's become like one of my newest, like favorite, like YouTubers. Cause he, he does like, um, like analysis and like commentary of sports. He used, he used to do video game reviews. Um, but he, he I think on his Twitter, it says like a former, like failed, like video game reviewers. And so he found a new niche in like doing sports stuff. And he's just um, doing the same thing, right? He's just reviewing sports instead. And yeah. it's kind of what we always, do. Yeah. And it's like, um, um, yeah, he's more polished than we are. So like, you're not out right yeah. now, but, um, he, he said like, uh, when he was talking on the subject of Andrew Luck, he was like, you killed him. You, you killed him. It's like, you turned like a surefire quarterback into RG3. Jeez. <laughs> Big uh, up to urinating tree. If y'all want to, like, I highly recommend like our audience to go check him out. Like, especially his this week in sports ball. It's like that's, that's, those are like those, his weekly like episodes during like the football season. Like I always look forward to like seeing those. There's some entertaining and I would recommend huh. you, you take a look at them too, Dan, like start from like the beginning until like up to the, like this week. So totally, um, but Dude, we should do uh we should do like towards the end of the show, we should do a segment where we each recommend something non-sports uh, like a YouTube channel or a movie or a CD or something that could be kind of fun. Dude, dude, I'll recommend something right now to you. Like, um, um, uh, Hey Arnold, the jungle movie. Have you seen it? <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> no, it's, I haven't. It's like, it's like, um, if you watch, if you was a fan of the, of the cartoon show, like the original series of it, it's like, it kind of ties up those loose ends and it gives you like that. It, it, it gave my inner childhood, uh, like some closure, like on that show, it was amazing. So any Hey Arnold fans out there, I recommend it. Um, but I digress. Um, let's go back to our injury list. So freaking Deshaun uh, so, Watson. So I I pulled up a. I guess it won't cover Deshaun Watson, but I pulled up a list of top uh, players by average draft position. So guys that were fantasy relevant, and that, you know, that's a decent proxy for like oh, best o- players. OBJ. That's um, which pretty much single handedly just took me out of my fantasy league. <laughs> Yeah, wait. Why is he? Why isn't he on this list? I don't know, but I I do know my team felt the um uh, felt his absence big time. Like yeah, it basically that's... took away like it basically took away like any like playmaking ability on my wide receiver like group and on my fancy team. My my only like main contributor is like an aging um, Larry Fitzgerald, and he's doing it with a terrible quarterback. Yeah. This is but really stupid. Is still, yeah, this list is not not Fitz, working properly. Fitzgerald's um, still doing his thing, but like, I hate the fact that I think the worst injury had to be like the the, the one to like Deshaun Watson because it was Houston finally found their quarterback. They tried all they could to not pick their franchise quarterback, just like cycling through like quarterback after quarterback after quarterback. Then they finally find one, and then he get, and of all things, he gets injured in practice. Practice, man. Not a game. Well, Not a game. A, but we talking about practice, man. What's Holiday, amazing Holiday, about Holiday, that? Holiday. <laughs> what's amazing about that is um is that Houston was boring and just an utter sort of just malaise pile of a team to watch with Tom Savage at quarterback. 
And then they put in Deshaun Watson and he went nuts. And they suddenly, for about a month, became must-see TV. And then you heard he blew his knee out. And then you were just like, damn it. I know, right? My favorite game. My favorite game of the year, right? Um, actually, two two candidates there. Um, the Texans versus the Patriots. And the Texans versus the Seahawks. Those are like my two favorite games of the years thus far. All I believe in it. common in the common denominator, all involved Deshaun Watson. He he was I, I hope that like he'll he'll fully recover from that knee injury and we'll be able to, I, to be the I same player so. next year. I hope, I hope I really hope dude so. Because that really halted like momentum. Like and he he had he had us all eaten out of the palm of his hands. He had the world was his oyster right there, and then all of a sudden yeah. the football guys just come in and go. I mean, it was like a Willie Beeman almost. Man, like it's like it's it's like the football guys just like roll like the like the play like injury roulette. It's like oh, uh, one one wheel says name, and the other one just says type of injury. Okay, let's make that happen. Zap. <laughs> but okay. Uh here you go. Just we'll just do like the top hundred players drafted in our in our fantasy league. So David Johnson, gone. He was gone, gone. after like two weeks. Uh gone. Odell. When he gone after the first week? Gone. Yeah, he gone. Uh Ty Montgomery just went on IR. He's thirty-five. Uh Ouch. Dalvin Cook played like three oh. games and immediately went on IR. He was also on my team. He was I, actually I, good. Yeah. And if you think about it, Jordy, he didn't get hurt himself, but the Aaron Rodgers injury pretty much oh, uh, torpedoed his season. And that basically um, like, pretty much cost them their playoffs. Brandon they Marshall, who was just an utter whiff on my part. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't really trust him because, like, oh, agent wide receiver. And, like, it's the Giants, so... Uh, Jordan Reed has been hurt most of the season. Joe Mixon is hurt. Oh, dang. Allen Robinson is hurt. Andrew Luck. Uh, Andrew Luck got drafted in this league. Jeez. Uh, Rob Kelly. Tyler Eifert. When was the last time you heard Tyler Eifert's name? Oh, my gosh. Man, I haven't really Jeremy heard his name Hill went on IR. We're, we're getting into guys who are not stars you. now, but my point is, yeah, mm. brutal. Anyway. Um, are we... Are we done with um, injuries? You got you got more things that you want to add? Uh, uh, I guess. Well, oh. here's the thing: we didn't. I think we didn't really talk about the biggest story, which is uh, Ryan Shazier. Oh yeah, yeah, because and, it just happened so recent. Like, man, like you want to talk about like like all the hits like on Monday? Oh my gosh, like all those those nasty hits. Like, man, they were hitting, and then it's just it was just so weird. Like, I. I get. I don't. I didn't really see anything dirty about the play. I guess like with with Shazier, I think it was just like a freak accident. It, it just, was. It was football, man. It was a football play. Like, like what did somebody like, just hit him in the back, like trying to block him, like block him from behind or something, or what? Like, I need to go back and see the clip. But how how did it happen? Did somebody like just make contact with his with his spine? I I think I saw like a clip of it or something. I'm gonna. God, I'm going to hate myself for this, but I'm going to look it up. Um, mm. uh, the thing is, I saw people in comment sections saying, like, 
well, you know, he shouldn't have led with the crown of his helmet. And they, they weren't trying to be to be dicks, but they were just like, look, you know, their argument was he he did something wrong. And that's what well, he did not use proper form. And that's what like, and I just. It's the heat of the moment. This, this, the, the speed, like the speed is going like 200 miles an hour, man. Like, yeah. like the speed of football is like, you're not going to think about like, you're just trying to make a play because your job is on the line. Like yeah. you're not going to really think about, um, let me see if I can leave my shoulder and stuff. No, I'm going to do what I have to do to stop the player from making progression. Yeah. I'm trying to find this video real quick. Give me a second. Well, while you're doing that, I'm just gonna sneak this in here because I'm a I'm a uh, North Carolina fan uh, for basketball. Um, Duke lost today, <laughs> lost to Boston College. Duke is number one team in the nation, and they got beat. And man, I love it. Love it. So- I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. So it was just a short pass. That's all it was. He was a he was the linebacker. It was a short pass. Guy caught the ball. He came in and just kind of yeah, I mean, he did he did kind of leave with the crown of his helmet, but again, it's sort of like a football play lasts like 2 or 3 seconds. You're when when the receiver catches that ball, his brain has, you know, you're approaching the limits of how fast the human brain can process information. And, you know, he's practiced for decades of his life to be able to, in that second, decide I'm hitting this dude and go in and and wipe him out. And that's his job. And that's what he's been trained to do for many years. And that's what he gets paid the big bucks to do. You Mm -hmm. saying, saying after all that, that, well, uh, he shouldn't have led with the crown of his helmet. I, I, I think that's a little disingenuous because that's not, you know, it it happens. And you see it all the time in games. And I, I honestly, dude, sometimes I see guys go in like on kick returns and stuff like that. And I see, you know, them kind of hit somebody with their helmet. And I, nowadays, like I see, you know, I'll notice that and my heart stops almost because I'm just like, Jesus, is he? Okay, Man. cool. He popped right back up. You know, my and, my favorite my favorite is seeing like people like trying to trying their hardest just to like, hit a person as hard as they can and just straight up like lay the wood on somebody that they actually knock themselves out. Yeah, that they happens hit the guy too, too sometimes. Hard. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like uh, I don't know. Man. I mean, I guess I people with the helmet like they're like saying he shouldn't have leave his helmet. Like I guess that was like that's the practical way. Like they're like, I guess like technically that's the practical way that you should tra- uh, tackle by not leaning your head, but it's not. Um, let me see. Like no, it's ideal. It's ideal, but like it's not practical. Like in the heat of the moment. Well, I guess my point is, yeah, it's like the. I don't. I mean, we'll never know, obviously, because none of us are like inside his head. But I don't. I don't think like he made a conscious decision to lead with the crown of his helmet. I guess that's my point. Like it it was happening too fast. Instincts take over. You can't, you know, in baseball. I mean, I guess, I guess a pitcher could, could screw up a pitch and hit a guy in the face. That does happen sometimes. But Mm -hmm. like, if you're a, I don't know, a basketball player and you miscalculate in a drive to the rim, you're probably not like damaging vertebrae. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. 
Um, but yeah, I really don't. I don't have a, a point really about this. I just it sucks, man. And sometimes I don't know. Sometimes I'm just like uh, football fandom really sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like I don't really I, I really hope um I really hope uh Ryan Shazier um you know gets well soon like I hope yeah. he can just live like like live, like as I mean forget about like playing football I mean I hope he could play football again but if he can't I hope he can just at least just lead uh, lead a normal life like I know I'm a, like I know I'm a Patriots fan and like yeah like um Ravens and Steelers are like my like arch like I like my arch nemeses <laughs> and um and i like like wish like misfortune on the team like in terms of like the the loss column but not in the loss column of like players like uh players like i respect because like i i, I didn't i didn't like shazier because he was like he was good like he was like like one their like um premier like linebackers and like that could like straight up like wreck tom brady or somebody or wreck one of our receivers up the middle like that's, yeah. that was like you know he it was like the player i love to hate is like man like i like i don't like him because like i respect his game like, and i worry about like yeah. what my patriots how my patriots will match up against him if but, you knew like, him in real life at the end of the day think he was a super cool dude dude i'll have a beer with him man yeah i would have and, a beer and, with him in real life man plus how does he keep that head so slick too man i mean like <laughs> he has like a clean shaved bald head man it's like it's beautiful yeah man. but goes without saying that we 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 hope that he recovers soon and and honestly i mean that's a decision for him and his family to make but man if i were if i were in that position and like my job had caused me to be injured in that way i would say you know what if I've made enough money to set up my family and have us live comfortably for the rest of, of our lives, then f it. I'm not I'm not doing this anymore. But for some gotcha. for some people I know it's what they love and they can't stop. You know? Tom Brady definitely can't stop. And even if he was even if right. he was injured and shitty and bad, you know that he would still try to play because that's literally all he knows how to do. <laughs> Yeah. He's just a he's just a football machine, and clearly is not uh, super well rounded in other areas of life. But uh, that's for another time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, okay. get well soon, Shazir. Um, let's go on a little bit something a little bit more a little, a little more lighthearted um, things like that are causing like um, um, people in Jersey to like straight straight up like celebrate in the streets Ben McAdoo and Jerry Reese are just they got canned on Monday <laughs> what's your what's your thoughts man like we're probably not gonna spend much time on that one because like Let's just be honest. Ben McAdoo is not worth like spending a whole bunch of time on. So let's just like let's do like a little quick uh, take on like how you feel about that about Ben McAdoo getting getting canned and just like how just how bad this season has been right now for, uh, with him under the helm. He sucks. He's always sucked. Um, <laughs> but the mustache. He, the only reason he got that head coaching job because remember they 
they uh, they drafted Od- uh, Odell in the first round, and uh, they kind of had that lost season where Beckham was hurt early in the season, and then he kind of became a starter at a certain point through the season, and then went on that rampage as a rookie. Um, that basically yeah, is why Ben McAdoo got that job because he he got another good season out of Eli and was figured out a way to get the ball to Odell and let him do his thing. Nobody knew that he was going to be that good, but I mean, you know, you know what I mean? Like he recognized that talent and was like, this is a guy I need to feature in my offense. And uh, that's the only reason. He yeah. Got forget that about job, our basically. running game though. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's totally disregard our running game. And I mean, and I mean, that's not a new story. Like that happens all the time. A hot coordinator, you know, Kyle Shanahan, a hot coordinator gets a gets, you know, the next crack at a head coaching gig. You know, I mean, Josh McDaniels is going to get hired away soon. Um, I, but, I really hope that uh, McDaniels like is like becomes like I hope he like inherits like the Patriots like after like uh, Belichick like leaves or something. But he's he, not well, going to be around that leave. long. <laughs> yeah, Belichick's going to be there until they they throw him out, basically. And McDaniel's what, is going to be gonna gone be like, like next year. Uh, but Ben McAdoo, to me, it's just you know, it's like a you know a train wreck just happening in slow motion that you like that you can't turn like you uh, it's it's going to be just straight up terrible, but you just can't turn away. It was pretty much that. It's like you this can't like this. Um, like this uh, ride can't get any worse, and then they just uh, Ben McAdoo just says, "Hold my beer," and it just and he just rides it to the ground. I mean, <laughs> it just, I mean, it just and it just like bursts into like ashes, man. I mean, like this has got to be like the and like this is saying something because like you know how like the Giants will, like maybe have like a couple good seasons here and there but then other times just like mediocrity or below mediocrity yeah this has got to be like the worst like season I've ever seen the Giants in like in my life easily it's, it's bad this is like this and is like the worst season yeah it's, this is like the worst I've ever seen the Giants even for like their like their usual bad standards and like those their off years it had the the, the move had to be made yeah Oh my man! I mean, really, even more so than the coach. I mean, McAdoo was terrible, and he did a terrible job. And he, no one seems to know where the benching Eli thing came from. If it was the coach or the the GM or or the owner or he whoever, he chose Geno Smith. They, they, he didn't. He didn't even do the benching right. Blame the guy who built the team. You know. Mm-hmm. Gino is terrible. Gino is awful. Uh, you, you cut did, out there for like, a second. He didn't even do a benching right. Like, couldn't he have like at least like you know you benched him in favor of Davis Webb if the, if tanking was their thing? What was the point in starting Geno, man? Like that's really like I I think it's because hurting, tanking man. was their like, thing. What the what the heck was that about? Damn, give me your. Honest opinion on uh, um, Giancarlo Stanton and um, I forgot his first name, but Otani. Uh, Show like, Otani. Like those moves, like this this weekend. Yeah. Okay, so the the brief bird's eye view is uh, Otani first started getting hyped, kind of in like a baseball internet, uh, like about two years ago, um, when God he was probably around twenty one. Uh, yeah. maybe, maybe more like a year, year and a half ago. 
but he uh, essentially imagine like a Madden create a player baseball player. Like the, the, the first player that you created when you went into create a player mode, he is. Wait, did you just say like Madden create a baseball player? <laughs> yeah, I more I figured more people knew Madden than like MVP baseball or something. Uh, but, but the fact that you said Madden and baseball, like as if it's like his own little like sports game, it's like baseball, like like football, like you're side a note, ball and and a linebacker like tackles the like outfielder. <laughs> side note, like in basketball. I would, I would play the hell out of John Madden baseball. Just uh, just uh, throwing that out there. Uh, but Otani is he is a pitcher who uh, has a hundred and two mile an hour fastball and struck out a like large percentage of the batters he faced um, at like 22, 23 years wow. old. Um, he Man. is a hitter who hits Word. home runs, a lot of home runs, and f- there were periods of time where in in like his this season he was a little bit injured and and didn't play as much but uh last season there were there were at, at least one point in time that I remember where they were saying that he was simultaneously the best hitter and best pitcher in basically all of uh Japanese baseball or close to it anyway um but um how's that going to translate to the MLB where you're just playing against the best players in not just in Japan but in the world well so that's what makes it interesting he's the best estimate that that people have come up with for kind of what the talent level of the Japanese league is that it's sort of between triple a and major league baseball so it's sort of like a quad a kind of level um no one really knows. It's a little bit weird. I mean, I'm trying to think of the last time a, a Japanese player had this level of hype. Um, and I don't think there really uh, is Daisuke a good Mats- example Ma- of that. Matsuzaka? <laughs> Maybe Daisuke, because I remember the thing about Daisuke was that Daisuke? there was there was all of these rumors going around uh, that uh, he threw the gyro ball, which was a pitch that was uh, created on a computer. That was all not true. That was a complete a complete <laughs> hoax, but uh, a funny story anyway. But uh, but uh, like baseball has never had anything like Otani before, really. I mean, the last. I mean, there. If you're thinking about like great two way players, like actually really really good two way players, Babe Ruth. I mean, he was a great pitcher. He had a record for, I think, consecutive scoreless World Series innings for a long time. Uh, and then obviously after he was a pitcher, he he became Babe Ruth <laughs> that we know today with the guy hitting all the home runs and stuff. But no one's ever really tried to do it in, in baseball. Um, and how long have been, been experiments since, like, what, the 1950s? <laughs> no, Babe Ruth played in the 20s. So it's been oh my gosh, so almost that's 100 even years. <laughs> And Man. it's just because the game has changed so differently and hitting in particular is a skill that just requires so much practice and so much repetition and so much game reps. And that's why like baseball is really the only talent. sport. Yeah. Baseball really is the only sport where guys spend two or three years in the minors before they even get to the majors. Less so now because teams are promoting younger guys, but it's because it just the sheer number of reps that it takes to get good at those kind of skills. Um, 
So, I mean, the short answer is no one really knows. Uh, he, he came over and signed with the angels. So, uh, he's going to play on the same team as Mike Trout. So potentially, you know, I don't think anyone realistically expects him to be like the second best player in baseball or anything, but really probably two of baseball's most like must see TV kind of guys on the same team. So that should be a lot of fun. Makes you want to watch baseball. Definitely uh, with uh, Otani. Um, we should, we should, we and, should hang um, out and watch uh, watch some Angels games. Here's the thing that sucks for us is that we're on the East Coast, so Angels games are going to start at like ten o'clock at night for us. So that's kind of a pain. That's, that's all right. I'll I'll bring a sleeping bag. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah um, I mean, it's also. I can't really think of another example, even in another major sport of like a major, major international, maybe like maybe when Yao Ming came over from China to play in the NBA, a guy with like that level of hype, uh, who really, we just had no yeah. idea what he was going to do in the pros. Um, cause I don't know. It doesn't seem like international prospects get the same level of hype that they do now that they that they did like the first few times it happened. Um, nah, but just kind of a crazy thing too, because like also a guy coming over who is really trying to do something that no one has done, uh, at least no one has done successfully. But uh, okay. Because even guys, even guys like Rick Ankeel, who was a pitcher and flamed out as a pitcher and then became a position player, it's not quite the same thing as being a pitcher and a position player simultaneously. Those damn Yankees got Stanton. I I saw that. That broke today, didn't it? I think it did. Uh, yep. Or last, I think it was like last night. Just breaks your heart, don't it? Because. <sighs> Brace well, your like, heart, don't it? Like your your Boston Red Sox um, blood just boils it, don't it? It it irritates me <laughs> more so because I hate how much I like Aaron Judge and how much I like Stanton, and it's <laughs> here's the thing. So does this mean a Red Sox fan is going to be rooting for some Yankees? <laughs> no, hell no. Uh, but. So Stan's going to slot into the same lineup as uh, as Judge, and uh, pretty much the Marlins made this trade to cut payroll, and that's the only thing they care about. They had an okay team last year, and they just decided, you know what, we're we're gutting, we are gutting payroll to save costs because they have a new ownership group in there who wants to uh, essentially use the team's uh, salary, the team's payroll, to recoup what they spent to buy the team, which is. Uh, kind of despicable if you think about it because they were they sold themselves as you know we're actually going to try to win unlike Jeffrey Loria who really didn't care uh but <laughs> it's a mess and i mean the yankees are going to be good and they're they're all anyone's going to talk about the the entire year um because that's the way it works um and that's kind of annoying yeah. <laughs> but it is what it is that's that is what baseball is. They are, I mean, it's it's just like the Cowboys in the NFL. You know, when the Cowboys are bad, it's a story. When the Cowboys are good, it's a story. You know, it's the same, it's the same principle. And to be honest, the Yankees are run by someone who is 
probably not even a tenth as despicable as uh as uh, Jerry Jones. So, <laughs> man. So that's that's the thing. Um, it's still going to be a fun season, and, and you know, fandom aside, there's they're going to be a very very fun team to watch because they're going to hit a bajillion home runs, and it's just going to be those two guys. They both close their eyes and swing as hard as they can, basically, and hit a crap ton of home runs and strike out a whole bunch. And it's just going to be. I thought that was the Cubs. It's uh, less so now. Um, I thought that was the Cubs mo. Let's just swing as hard as we can. We'll, we're going to crush the ball with like Chris Bryant and, and these other guys. But we, but when we strike out, we're going to strike out ugly and forcefully. <laughs> Yeah, the problem is they did that this year without hitting a whole lot of home runs. So uh, the only the only person that was mainly producing was Chris Bryant and like someone else probably, but like Rizzo. mainly Chris Bryant, Rizzo. Yep. Yeah. But uh, anyways, so that's the thing. Um, there's there's okay. lots of fun. I don't know. I I don't want to I don't want to bring Red Sox bias into it, but there's there there's a lot of other young fun players. I mean, the Astros just won, and they're they're a whole hell of a lot of fun. Um, the Dodgers are going to spend more money to try and get that get that ring. Yeah, and it's just like I don't know. I feel like the the Stanton and uh, and Judge uh, duo is going to overshadow a lot of that to a certain extent. And but that's just the way media works, and you can't you can't really spend a whole lot of time whining about that. Hopefully, they overshadow how bad my Atlanta Braves will be. <laughs> so, what, what were you following that at all? Where the the Braves GM got banned from baseball for life? Nope, I, I have no idea what's going on with Atlanta right now. Like, <laughs> okay, for real, I I don't even think I can really. I don't even think I can really properly cliff notes this for you, but basically some real shady stuff was going on with that dude. His name is John Coppola and he was doing some things he wasn't supposed to, to sign international players and stuff like that. Uh, And was he doing like some Louisville stuff? (laughs) Was he doing like some Louisville university stuff? Kind of actually, kind of, kind of similar. Cause it's not, it's not something that he's going to like go to jail for. It's not illegal. It's just essentially not, not allowed by the CBA. So oh, man. he got, he got banned from baseball for life. And literally every player, I think the Braves signed or like 12 players they signed this year, uh, from, from internationally were, had their contracts torn up and were allowed to sign with other teams instead. So they lost essentially what's equivalent to like a draft class. Uh, so that oh. is brutal. Uh, wow. When you get some time, look that up and and read, do some reading about it because it is absolutely insane. I've I can't remember the last time a GM a GM got banned for life. The uh, the guy who who was in the hacking scandal. Um, the 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 Cardinals hacking scandal. That guy got banned for life, and I think he also went to jail. But uh, he was not the GM; he was like an assistant or something. Uh, Man, that's a lot of corruption in baseball, ain't it? <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't it, you wouldn't think that uh, people with uh, money and power wouldn't try to wouldn't 
go to any length to get even more of both. So, I hear uh, I hear you went to a WWE event a few weeks ago, and just yo, just kind of give me your was, general impression of it, bro. Like I think it was November twenty fifth um, at the Greensboro Coliseum. They held something called Starcade, and um, Starcade was like I don't I'm not too much keen on like my wrestling history. I'm more of like a modern fan of wrestling, but what I what I do remember is like Starcade was was like a WCW thing. And, um, it was actually, um, created by, um, the late, uh, great Dusty Rhodes as, uh, as me and Dan referred to him as like, based off of this one YouTube video, but Dusty Rhodes, (laughs) but Dusty, (laughs) but Dusty, Dusty but, uh, rest in peace. uh, Yeah. Rest in peace, Dusty Rhodes. Um, but star that was created by him and it was made famous. Like you had like, 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 this is like how, like, rich like the history starcade was like like this used to be like a pay-per-view like one of those like big events like you had like the nature boy rick flair harley race and like i mean you had like like a bunch of like people like like legendary like names in the history like wrestle at starcade and like it was fun like it wasn't televised but it was actually fun just like to be like a, a live event so the storylines aren't really canon you know like to like the actual like um stuff you see from the weekly um episodes on Raw and SmackDown. Um this event uh focused more on like the SmackDown roster for for those who haven't uh watched wrestling in a while. Um they have like a lot more like extended roster now, so they basically have like half their roster on Raw, half their roster are representing SmackDown, and then they have like, their own little like own entity which is supposed to be like their quote-unquote developmental territory uh nxt but it's it kind of operates it's kind of like its own little standalone show until they get called up on raw or smackdown Um, sort of like the minor leagues right yeah but like it's but it's kind of seen like its own entity because it's like i feel like the matches are better over there and then by the time those people get called up to the main shows like their their characters are kind of like like brought down or something like that like i i'll, I'll get in that in like another time and stuff like this yeah it's frustration there but uh, for all intents and purposes i'm focused on this pay-per-view event um well it wasn't a pay-per-view event but a live event and um my girlfriend like uh i think i think it might have been like a like a month and a half ago she was like um asking if she want like if i would be interested in going to a wrestling event i was like yeah sure and i didn't know it was actually starcade and i didn't know like but uh, i mean she like actually shelled out cash like like for two tickets for both me and her so it was like basically Aww. like my christmas present from her and yeah i love her to death like even though she beat me in fantasy football but like i still like love her to death for like especially her doing that for me because like i hadn't been like before going to this event i haven't been to like a wrestling show in like five years like in live in person back back in 2012 when it was like WWE over the limit which was actually oh a god that was that long ago jeez yes it was that's why that's why it was such a big deal brief clarification that was uh, that was Casey for longtime listeners of the show right yep uh, from episode uh, three the three. Sam Hinky episode. episode three yeah the, yeah, yeah, the, great yeah prof, the, the great prophet Sam Hinky court yeah. case <laughs> um, but pretty much it episode had, three um, listeners. 
Yeah, but it, overall, like, what can I say? It, like, it, it being five years since I've actually seen like a live wrestling event, um, it was it was really good. It was like, like, do I wish it was like on pay per view? Oh, like an actual like pay per view event, like actually televised? Yeah, but it did not change the fact. It didn't. It didn't like change uh, change anything in terms of, like my enjoyment of it because like, um. It had uh, great people like uh, it actually had Dusty Rhodes' son, uh, Dustin Rhodes. Like he's he's Goldust, he uh, but he actually wrestled in his old gimmick, like uh, the natural Dustin Rhodes back when he was in WCW. So he basically wrestled without uh, his face paint. Wow! So and that was cool. So it's kind of I guess it was kind of like a like a sweet little tribute to his dad. Uh, you had like leg you had like legends come in, like you had like the Rock and Roll Express. You had um, um, one of the best. You had like one of the members of the Four Horsemen, who was like one like, which is probably like one of the best wrestling stables of like of all time. Arn Anderson. Um, you had uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, probably like one of the best Intercontinental Champions ever. And um, you had um, North Carolina's own uh, Nature Boy Ric Flair, woo, hey. which was like probably like it was a few weeks after like they televised the 30 for 30 of the nature boy Ric flair like and i would recommend that all right yeah yeah um so it was great like being in a and like and of course like in fun fact his daughter like actually wrestles like in, in the wwe charlotte flair and she's like the current uh smackdown women's champion um yeah and uh like it just had like a like it was just great to be amongst like those legends like just being in the same building with those legendary like wrestling figures, it was just so awesome. Um, uh, wrestlers like I guess I'm naming on top of my head um, the glorious Bobby Roode, Dolph Ziggler, um, Tamina Snuka, um, Naomi, um, Charlotte Flair, um, who else? Like and uh, Natalia. Um, who else? Like a lot of tag teams. Um, like one one guy like I hadn't seen like that I grew up watching, um, who actually ended up came, coming back to WWE, Shelton Benjamin. Like, yeah, like he's great. Like he's like one of the few like um, uh, black guys I've I've seen wrestle in the WWE. But like I just grew up watching, and I just like he's like easily like in my probably like my like at least at the very least like my top ten like favorite wrestlers of all time. Because just his athleticism and just his like technique in the ring didn't really have the the best uh, charisma, but just in terms of like talent and athletic gifts, yeah, he was the best. Um, who else? You had the New Day, who were very irritating. I mean, lots of twerking was involved. <laughs> um, let's see the Usos. Um, let's see who else? Like um, my personal favorite, of course, like. Who I, was, who I was really excited to see uh, the phenomenal AJ Styles. Now the story is like he used to wrestle in TNA for like what 10, 12 years, and he was kind of like their John Cena of that company. And um, TNA just botched like management and um, let one of their best guys, if not their best guy, just walk out for New Japan Wrestling, like so go overseas and wrestle. And make a you know honus craft make you know make an even bigger name for himself that uh, if it wasn't big already and then after that he was like one of the highest free agents and then whoop, 
he goes to like TNA's main enemy, the WWE. And now he's doing his thing, and now he has the WWE Championship. And I never thought in a million years I would be able to, I would see him like wrestle in the WWE, let alone hold like one of their prestigious championships. And with the popularity that carried on over to like, to like uh, this, uh, to the WWE, like fans just absolutely love him. I'm marking out for him. It's, it was just amazing. Like, it's like, it's just, Ah, it's just so hard to to describe. It's like you you don't think like um, it's kind of like it's kind of like Kurt Warner like playing arena football, and then you're wondering, huh, maybe it'll be okay in the NFL, but you know, it just seems like a pipe dream. And then before you know it, you see him winning the Super Bowl and having yeah. the, winning the MVP. That's how. That's the main way I can describe like my feeling with AJ Styles. He went from being in TNA, which is kind of seen as like against the minors, or seen as junior varsity compared to the WWE. And he goes into like wrestling, going to WWE and wrestling John Cena, and like and then like beating him and actually winning championships. Um, wow! So that I think it, it was just worth it, just being able to see him, like see a person. In the WWE, who I just could only just but dream of like seeing, and being able to see him in person, and I and that and that's like something I can carry with me like for the rest of my life. Like I, those gloves I have, like my AJ Styles gloves. Yeah, I bought those there. I've also <laughs> bought like oh Shinsuke Nakamura. He's like a a Japanese wrestler. Like I got a Bosch T-shirt from of of him. Um, but the the event was just amazing. Um, and Casey, she she doesn't really like violence, but when she saw like the shenanigans of wrestling, like the theatrics of it, anywhere from like twerking to like you know like I guess like kind of like the choreography and like them actually putting the 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 steel cage together, that was amazing. Like they actually like took piece by piece and it was kind of like putting like Legos or or connects or something like they're actually putting piece by piece putting the steel cage together i've never seen that happen before and that was so cool to see it was like it was on a theater set like in an intermission they called it intermission they were just putting it together um that's funny casey said she absolutely loved it and like when she said like she actually enjoyed herself i didn't think she would but her saying like she enjoyed it really um that also made my night in addition to like seeing stars like in person and being at, at a wrestling event like after like five years on like a hiatus of me seeing that. So overall, it was just such a beautiful event. I was excited and I was just like happy as a lark. And, <laughs> and that's all I got to say about that. Huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that sounds like fun. Uh, if you ever, if it you really ever, was. Uh, if you ever, uh, maybe next year or something, if you're ever interested in doing something like that, I would love to go to something like that. I've never been. I, I, I imagine it would be a lot of fun to kind of get caught up in the, in the crowd, you know, in the in the atmosphere and the energy of it. Yo, I was like saying some jokes and stuff, and like some people are like laughing and whatnot. <laughs> it, it was great. That's that's kind of what I'm curious about. Like, how how was the crowd? What what kind of people show up to something like that i mean just all types of people like um mainly you're gonna have your kids because like you know the wwe do cater to like the kids because the kids want the merchandise well first of all the kids 
they need to be brought to the event. So, hey, the kids are going to beg their parents to take them to the event. And then they're going to probably beg their parents for like a T-shirt or something <laughs> and for snacks and popcorn. So basically, WWE is just churning out all, the, all that, just uh, just uh, rolling in the dough with all that revenue because like, you know, the, the parents might also like might buy a t-shirt as well so like it's so they yeah. do care to the kids first because you care to the kids they're gonna bring the adults and they're probably gonna spend a little bit more as well um but it's just all types of people kids like teenagers adults like, like I, guess, young adults, I guess i'm curious uh, about that for like did, did it seem like the parents that brought their kids did it seem like they got into it too yeah in some degree yeah i, I would say so Cause it it is it is it's it's entertainment. I mean, sports entertainment. Like it, there is there is entertain entertaining quality to to these shows, and like it's it's one thing watching on TV, and it's another being there, like um, actually experiencing it and being part of the interaction. Yeah, it it's the feeling mm-hmm. that like you're also participating in a sense. Oh yeah, absolutely, and. That that's what I always found fun about um about I guess other other live sporting events too. Particularly but with those you only really get that feeling if it's like a close game and the crowd is really invested in it. And I think I guess that's the cool thing about wrestling is that that's every event really. And the matches are predetermined too, so they can go like a like a decent length of time so you feel like you get your money's worth. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's I think that's important too and that's that you know you can kind of you may not necessarily know beforehand who's going to win you the audience member won't but you'll still get I mean you know you'll you'll get excited you'll get entertainment out of it I guess yeah. and um, it's and it's less and it's less about who wins but it's like how a person wins and how a person loses like cuz it's like it's a good way to lose and there's a there's a good, there's a good and bad way to win. There's a good and a bad way to lose. Like I've seen like matches where like both guys end up looking like both men or just or both women or the participants end up looking coming out strong regardless of the result. Like this person needed this win to progress their character and stuff. While this yeah. guy like he lost to like a, a a formidable foe, but like the fight that he put in throughout that depicted throughout that match, like. It did not make him look like a wuss. It actually, he came out strong despite of the loss. And sometimes it's just like, it's just like, um, it's just like, not, it's not the destination, it's the path that you take to that destination. Yeah. In either way, it's a, in, I guess in like the, the big events, it's also like a progression of the storyline too, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Progression of storyline and progression of a character. Like, like in some cases, like, a string of losses can straight up like destroy like momentum of like a character and they'll never be the same. So right. <laughs> we can talk about that in like in a later date, but overall to sum up like uh, this, uh, this topic, um, five years, like it, it, uh, it was so worth it. Like being, having this event, I'm really thankful that KCU like took, um, took me to this event and I'm just forever grateful and just being able to see wrestlers in person. is just like experiences. Like I can, I can like tell like my kids and my grandkids. (laughs) 
let's do our quick like football picks and like uh, and also uh a quick analysis of the playoff picture so i got like uh i'm gonna go ahead and like do some rapid fire here of like the um um what is it of the nfl games tomorrow so right. um let's see the games all right so, all right so saints and falcons well okay like there's the 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 Falcons won RA twenty to seventeen. Um your quick take on, on that game? Uh kind of weird momentum shift happened in there. I didn't watch all of it, but uh it really seemed like the, the Saints were kicking ass and uh Matt Ryan threw they three were. picks. Uh I know that probably torpedoed a bunch of people's uh fantasy matchup too this week is uh the three picks from uh Stafford. Um and then I guess I guess they really missed Alvin Kamara when he went out because uh, I think Wait, he had a concussion. Did you say Stafford? You say Stafford? Did I say or? Stafford? Yes, <laughs> I did. I met Matt Ryan. Oh man, I'm, Matt gl- I'm glad I kept him. I'm glad I kept him on my bench. Then, dang. That's um, Matt Ryan. But like this was this was a foul. This was a this was a game that the Falcons had to win. And I was yeah. hoping for them to lose because like now that now this puts the pressure on like the Carolina Panthers in the wild card, because guess what? Um, um, both those teams will have to keep winning or else like they're going to get bounced out of the wild cards under out of their wild card spot by either the LA Rams or the, um, the Seattle Seahawks. So yeah, the, so the Falcon, so the, so now the pressure is on the Panthers and they play against the Vikings. So we'll get to that when, when we get to it. Um, Packers and Browns. There's Brett Hundley. Uh, and then there's whoever the heck is playing quarterback. Well, I guess Deshaun Kaiser, but it's Brown. It's the Browns who are like Owen, oh, like what, 12, oh, and 13 now? Uh, Owen, oh, 12. I, Four games to go, the, man. I've got the pigskin pick em list pulled up here. Um, and I, it mm-hmm. shows you not, it shows you percentages of what the other people playing have picked. 92% have picked the Packers. Uh, yeah. Popular, uh, popular uh, team to go against prediction. the Browns. Mm-hmm. Josh Gordon's gonna get like over 100 yards receiving, but the Browns are gonna lose by two touchdowns. Like, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm going Packers. All right. Um, yeah. Next, I don't um, I don't know how you I don't know my, how you pick against against I I don't know how you pick against a Browns opponent. So I go Packers. Although I will say <laughs> I will say very quickly. If the Browns win a game this season, this is probably their best chance to do it. Yep. I don't think they're going to do it, though. Because no, this is the Browns. Not. They find ways to lose. Nope. All right. Next game. Lions and Bucks. Who you got? Uh, you know, Winston's back. I, I still have the Lions. I don't. I still don't think James Winston's that good. Yeah, Lions and... Uh, James is probably gonna turn over like turn the ball over a couple like two times. That's gonna seal their fate. So I'm um, I'm going with Lions because Matthew Stafford will put his team on his back yet again, just like because of like no which due to like lack of running game and like I think and I feel like their defense is a little bit better than the Bucks. So I'm going Lions. Knicks. Raiders and Chiefs. Uh Oh, oh my god! This two, is a tough one. Two under two underachieving teams this of the season. You got the three six and six teams, teams in that division, by the way. Um, Dude, the L.A. Chargers, man. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I I've got the Chiefs. I, I think I'm going. I, I'm go- go ahead. 
Um, I, I'm going Raiders. I'm actually going to go Raiders because I just, I just feel like the Chiefs have, have lost their mojo. And um, like I don't think a whole bunch of people talk about this. I mean, some people have, but I think the absence of uh, Eric Berry really has like gutted this like this Chiefs like soul in a way. Yeah, like they, I guess they just lack like that veteran like leadership, and it's just like, I mean, what what did he like lost like five of six or something? Like it's just like Barry is also just, a very very good football player, and like the yeah. on field part matters too, you know. Um, mm. And I think they but had they had I other really, injuries too, and Kareem Hunt hasn't been nearly as good. Yeah. Tyreek Hill is not. I mean, he'll show flashes, but he's not consistent yet. But he's still young. Um, let's see. Plus, he still got Alex Smith. And but, uh, um, so you got so you got I'm Raiders. Going, I'm going Raiders because I feel like um, um, the Raiders like have been underachieving throughout the year, so they got to take their anger out on somebody. And they still have, I think, they still have a chance at the division. So they, yep. And um, plus, uh. They did beat the Chiefs last time, and I think I'm going to go with them again. Like, and plus, I think this time is it's going to be they're going to win a different way because they're now like pounding the pounding the rock with Marshawn Lynch, and it looks like he's having fun again in football. So, who would have like, thought? I think um, I I I think um, um, uh, Carr is like actually going to play at the level that we feel that he should have been playing throughout this year, and um, Marshawn Lynch is going to run the rock, and the defense won't be as much of a liability as the Chiefs D, so I'm going Raiders. All right. Next. I'm going Chiefs. Vikings. All right. Vikings and Panthers. Um, I, I'm still, like, gargling, like, the taste out of my – the bad taste out of my mouth of, like, that terrible performance, like, the defense turned in against uh, um, the Saints and also the offense, like, they had a bunch of three and outs, and uh, I really feel like they're missing like the presence of like a Kelvin Benjamin <laughs> after they traded him. But I hope this is their this is the game that they have to win. Like they have to. This is like one of the best teams in football that they're playing against. But they have to win, or else I feel like the Seahawks are just gonna like like run them out of a, a playoff spot. I I'm gonna. I'm going to go out on a limb for, I think, similar logic to what you picked the Raiders for. I'm picking the Panthers. And my reasoning is, you know, if, you, if, you go, if you're going to make the playoffs, you have to have a kind of a signature win at some point during the season. And Got to. Got to. You know, there's always these games where all signs seem to point to a particular outcome. Cam's thumb is messed up or whatever that is. Uh They've had some – they really haven't played that well recently. You know, the Vikings are really firing they only have all one cylinders. Receiver. They only have one receiver that can actually catch the darn ball. Yeah. And, uh, Devin Funges. Um, <laughs> and, G- and G-Reg is out. I don't know if he's going to be playing or not, but he's the other like consistent pass catcher. They're tied in. He's on track to play tomorrow, um, but I we, hope, I we hope don't so. know. Cam but, needs him. And, but and then, like, they just, really need to do, like, some stretch runs with McCaffrey. The take advantage of his like, I think he's like around the tackles person instead of like a between the tackles person. So, Go I ahead. think this is the kind of game where uh, Keenum has been very good the whole season, but I, I wonder Kater. if 
I wonder if he can go and win a game all by himself, because I really think that, you know, that kind of middle of the Panthers defense is going to get in there and, and f*** it up and really mess with that running game. Uh, so, you know, and if it's a slugfest, if it's like a 17 to 13 kind of game, then you kind of like the ability, you kind of like the ability for Cam to just like bust a run there near the end. And, you know, this is probably wishful thinking on my part, but uh, I'm going Panthers. I'm going Panthers too. That's like Carolina's my home, man. Um, next, the 49ers, the Jimmy Guapolo led 49ers versus the uh, Texans with Tom Savage. Is it is it still I'm they're going, still I'm going they're still running Savage out there? They still got Savage. I I think this is the time. Everyone's saying Jimmy G looked really good last week, so I think he goes out there and he wins this game single handedly, basically. And he's gonna throw for another. He's gonna throw for like, I mean, he was about what two ninety four last week. I think he actually goes over three hundred because look, I mean, there's no. Uh, Whitney Merciless, there's no um, uh, J.J. Watt. I mean, their yep. defense has been gutted with injuries. And plus, uh, like, I think the, the Texas offense is going to give, like, you know, bad field position for their defense. So, I think Guapolo picks them apart, man. Yeah. So, I'm going Niners. I like it. Me too. All right. Next, Colts, Bills. I think – um, I think Nathan Peterman is going to be starting because I think uh, there was like a knee bruise uh, by Tyrod Taylor against uh, the Patriots last week. So I think they're going to go without no Tyrod Taylor. And we're going to have Jacoby Brissett, who probably will get his bank, his brains beat in again because of like the lack of an offensive line. The pathetic excuse um, of, of an offensive line by the Colts. So either way, this is probably going to be a game that no one's going to want to go to, but someone's going to have to just unfortunately have to win. So who you got? I don't even well, want to pick this game, but I have no choice. <laughs> okay. Between these two teams, you have two offenses, two defenses, and two special teams. Uh, Just drop I think a bomb. If you, Come and both lose. <laughs> if you counted all six of those units and you were like, which of these are okay, the only one you pick is the Bills defense. So I think that's that's your winner. I'm I'm picking Colts because of Jacoby Brissett, because he was a he was a Patriot. And um, and he's one of the few black quarterbacks in the league, so I'm by default I'm rooting for him. Plus, I, I like what he's I like what he's done with the Colts. Like he, you know, when he's not get, when he's not getting the the crap beat out of him because of a lack of offensive line. But I think he's like I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with him. I'm you know, honestly, him in, in the Colts. Side note: No one's really cared or paid attention because that team is just an utter dumpster fire, but. He's been I because I okay. pay attention to our former Patriots. Yeah, he's been attention to my shockingly okay this season. And mm-hmm. uh, don't, I mean, don't imagine sleep if on he that, had, dude. Imagine he, if he had like a real team. Yeah, if he played on an actual roster that was not mostly assembled by Ryan Grigson, then he like <laughs> could actually do some stuff. And I sort of I wonder hope- if maybe after Luck comes back, if if Luck ever does come back, if maybe he becomes trade bait for somebody. Cause I hope he I hope he gets traded to a better team like where that actually has an offensive line because I, I think he just keeps getting bounced in and out of like concussion protocol and I and I, I fear for that like for him yeah 
Like the, uh, the the talent is there. He's young and he's got like time. He has to develop certain things, but he but he does have potential. But I just don't want that potential to get s- squandered due to like him just you know due to like the um um what what was, what was his name um David Carr like him getting the David Carr treatment being behind yeah. like a, a just like an absolute terrible line for years and then it just like saps some of his talent and his confidence. So, I'm going Colts. Did you know? Did you know that uh I think somebody broke it not too long ago. But did you know David Carr for a long time held the uh, NFL record for consecutive completions because all they ever let him do was checkdowns. <laughs> didn't he didn't he like hold don't he also hold the record for like most like most times being sacked in a single season? It wouldn't surprise me at all. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> right. yep, I'm yeah. taking the Bills. Yeah, okay. Next, the Bears versus the Bongos. <laughs> they're not the Bengals, they're the Bongos cuz they cuz I think they're I think they're reverting back to like their their um their their 90s and early 2000s selves. Cuz they just I... find ways to keep blowing games. I gotta go with the like. I'm going with the Bears because I think um, I feel like Mitchell Trubisky will actually will show them something, and um, Tariq Cohen and um, Jordan Howard are just gonna like just straight up like run over them. <laughs> I, and plus, the Bears defense is pretty is is actually pretty good. They're, they're just such a terrible team. People don't talk about the Bears defense, which has actually pretty been pretty good this year. Yeah, I and plus I, I just can't. don't trust the Bengals' consistency in offense. So. I've got the Bengals. I I I when when in doubt, I pick the team with the more talented players on it. Period, and uh, that's really all I have to say about that. What a garbage game! And I'm a little biased. I'm a little biased because like my my brother, uh, my older brother is a Bears fan. But, Fair so enough. I'm I guess I'm being a little bit wishful here. So, I, but I I do I think I just see a little bit more potential of the Bears winning because like. That collapse the Bengals had on Monday, I think they're just going to have a hangover from that, and it's just going to translate over to like tomorrow's game. So, I'm going Bears. All right. Um, next, Cowboys, Giants. Uh, Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, Giants are a dumpster fire. Cowboys, Dak Prescott. Even yep. without um, uh, Zeke Elliott, I'm going Cowboys. Next. Titans and Cardinals. This one gets a little bit interesting because Titans are eight and four, but Mario has really had some issues this year, and they're it, underwhelming eight and four. You sort of feel like if that team played in like the AFC West, they might be struggling for a playoff spot because um, <laughs> they've just been beaten up on some really just garbage teams uh, in their did, own division. Did you just did you just say that correctly? They the Titans have eight wins this year. They do. Holy smoke. <laughs> they have eight. They are not going to have a losing season. How about so, that? Nah. There you go. Um, uh, but um, but I'm, I'm going Titans because of Mariota. And I think Derrick Henry and um, like, and uh, DeMarco Murray are just going to run over them. And the Cardinals just they, – they have um, flipping um, Blaine Gabbert at quarterback. Not 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 even uh, Fitzgerald's best game will probably save them. So I'm going Titans. Yeah, I think I am too. Cause yeah, I you know the the Cardinals defense maybe scares you. They're they're my streamer in fantasy this week. 
Honey uh, badger. Because I'm kind of I'm kind of banking on Patrick Peterson doing some doing some interceptions. But uh, don't forget the honey badger. Yeah, but I, I yeah I don't think you can I don't think you can pick against uh, against uh, Titans at this point. So next. Yeah. All right. Um, that was like the first like afternoon game, the Titans and Cardinals. Uh, another yeah. afternoon game, Jets and Broncos. Man, let, I gotta Woof. say, like, I'm I'm going. I gotta go with for some reason. Like, how was how how did Josh McCown go from like being a uh, a German quarterback to like actually being like not just serviceable but actually being rather good with the Jets? Hard to believe, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I gotta go. I'm going with McCown because the Broncos' like whole quarterback group is like just a is is a crapshoot, man. Like it's just who, regardless of who they will out there, that it, it, it's just a mess. Like how how do you whiff with like three quarterbacks, man? How John you know Elway what this is, like, me of? is their president, right? And and he and he was a quarterback himself, and he managed to whiff with all those people in that position. What does it remind you of? It reminds me of a few years ago when the Red Sox tried they they had the brilliant idea that instead of having like a number one pitcher and then like a couple of number threes and a number five, they were just like, let's sign five. Let's just have an entire rotation of number three pitchers. And it went horribly. And I just remember the day the Red Sox. Uh <laughs> and I just remember the day that uh the day that Pedro Martinez got his Hall of Fame plaque uh, presented to him at, uh, or I guess, no, it was the day he got his number retired. That's what it was. And they had this big emotional ceremony right before the game. And uh, and then he got crushed, right? And then literally the starter was Wade Miley that day. And he gave up like <laughs> four or five runs in the first inning. And all the Red Sox fans were like <laughs> looking at Pedro in the stands and looking at Wade Miley on the mound and just booing the ever loving crap out of him. And uh, <laughs> it was just horrible. That was an awful year. Um, Good grief. <laughs> but it was really Man. funny because it was, you know, the same game I would have completely forgotten about if it wasn't for that was that was the day that Pedro got his uh, his number retired. Anyway, uh, that's what I think of when I see the the Broncos quarterbacks is just they basically just have a bunch of backups who are all terrible and they just keep flipping them, swapping them around. Up oh, Osweiler's still terrible. Up oh, Semyon's still terrible. Up oh, Paxton Lynch can't even get on the field. It's awful. And, and even when he is on the field, he's terrible. Um, it is just brutal. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Um, so I'm picking here's, whoever here's, here's is not that team. Um, yeah. Whoever, so like, um, since the 49ers got their man in Guapolo, um, they, the Broncos really need to shop for, um, for the services of, um, uh, Kirk Cousins or, or, or for a discount option, Colin Kaepernick, if they don't, uh, feel like the media backlash. But, well, you know, whatever. <laughs> that's never going to happen. You know, what probably was more likely to happen is that they'll go out and trade for Eli. And then it'll be Eli the Bronco. I'm sure, you'd love to see that. Man, yeah. If you're a Manning, you're you just good by default. Just play for the Broncos. Well, you know what? <laughs> Since they seem dedicated to like only going for budget options, Jacoby Brissett. Honestly, I mean, could uh, yeah, be any worse than what has, they've got. He has the defense. You know, hey, he has the defense. So they've got I mean, an offensive line, I mean, sort of. They've yeah, got skill. Po- yeah, they've got of. skill guys at the posi- at skill positions. You know, like mm-hmm. th- that. You know, that could be interesting. 
I'm not ready to say yeah, that that would we'll be a see. good team, but yeah, you never know. I mean, I mean, all you need is like a quarterback that can kind of move the ball at least like to midfield, and if they have to punt, their defense can do the rest. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. um, we'll we'll probably discuss that like in a later episode, like in a uh, later episode uh, about like Broncos quarterback options. Next, but we, bo- um, we both have the Jets, right? Jets, Easy. all right. Um, Reds. Next one, Redskins, Chargers. Hey, I, it's I'm, the I gotta Washington go with Chargers. Profe- there. It's the Washington professional Washington football professional team. Football. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or the or the Washington Dan Snyder's. I think I've got I think I've got the Chargers because I just I got I the Chargers. They got their hot streak. Kirk Cousins is you know eh, he's, he's, he's he's streaky. He's, he, like, he's good. I, I don't trust not, him sometimes. He's he's good. He's not great, but he's good. But so he's, I just don't so I don't think that's um, enough. And so he's the NFC version of Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco's horrible. He's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. Is if he, you look is over that team, is he elite? <laughs> well, I just said last time that we we our audience doesn't really need us to to tell them whether Joe Flacco is elite or not. So, uh, but man, no, seriously, Joe Flacco is horrible. We'll get to that because that's we still we'll haven't picked that. that game yet. Uh, yeah, but no, Chargers. I've got to pick the Chargers. I just don't. Washington's just been decimated by injuries, and I don't, I don't really see anything mm-hmm. that that tells yeah, me. Yeah, they that. have no running game anymore. Yeah, um, let's see. Um, also, I'm picking Although, the Chargers because of like Joey Bosa, like the, in that defense, man. They what a gave great the Patriots name. fits. Huh? What a great name, Joey Bosa. Like Joey that, Bosa. Doesn't that sound like he would be like the front man of like a '90s metal band? Like, uh, you know. Uh, now introducing Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa. <laughs> I guess they don't really in individually introduce members of a metal band, but I just, that name makes me think of like just a, you know, dude with a shaved head and tattoos and muscles just like cupping a mic, which Holy. you're not supposed to do because that makes it sound like shit. But uh, cupping smoke. the mic and just <laughs> unleashing a primal howl from beyond. Man. Oh, and and also charges because like uh, the Philip Rivers and Keenan Allen connection is just wow. Yeah, yeah, no, for real. If you were right, uh, so, if you're a fantasy guy who was patient enough to stick with Keenan Allen through all the injuries, my god, dang, I, I blew it. It's sort <laughs> of funny. Anyway, uh, um, brief side note: it's amazing all the horrible, horrible games this week. It's like I know absolutely which games I'm watching tomorrow and it I guess it's the side effect of when you have all the good teams playing each other this like this week you then have all the bad teams playing each other <laughs> and you're just like no oh, how convenient nope I'm not watching that how convenient unless it's unless it's a close game <laughs> but all right next yeah. um Seahawks and Jaguars so Seahawks without um, with less Legion of Boom versus the self-proclaimed Saxonville. And uh, and Bortles. Don't forget about Blake Bortles, the guy who oh, looks gosh. like he's 35. Okay, I'm, I'm going Seahawks because 
whenever you decide, whenever people decide to doubt the Seahawks, Russell Wilson just pulls magic out of his pants. And yeah. I really feel like he's. I really feel like he's gonna. He should win MVP this year. I mean, if he's playing like playing behind a, that atrocity of an offensive line and still making plays and and still lead them to the playoffs, even without like their uh, their their uh, one of their best secondaries in football, like um, he deserves like all the credit in the world. So I'm going Seahawks. And plus that front that front seven on defense is scary, and they're gonna have a field day on uh, Blake Bortles. So I'm going with Seahawks. You know, I at the beginning of this season, I, I was watching a lot of Seahawks because I had uh, on on my fantasy team, I had a I had a Wilson Baldwin stack. But at a certain mm-hmm. point, I stopped paying attention because of that, and I started paying attention because Wilson is a goddamn magician, and I he do not understand how he is able to do that with kind of all the holes in that roster. And I mean, honestly. Their skill position players are, you know, acceptable. I wouldn't consider, like, they really don't have an all-world talent at receiver. Uh, Jimmy Graham no. is kind of slowly getting back to what he was, but he's still much more of just like a red zone target at this point. Um, yeah. And their defense hasn't I'm, been as good this year, but they just, they plug guys in, they plug and play, and, and he just, he makes plays happen. I don't know how he does it, but it's 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 really fun to watch. Bro. Yeah, so Seahawks. And yeah, I've got the Seahawks too. I, I, I do think this is kind of a trap game. Like this is going to be one of those games that's decided by like one play. You know, I, I have this one pretty even because I, I, I feel like I keep mentioning fantasy, but I have, I have that Wilson Baldwin stack going this week and that makes me really, really nervous Keep in mind, though, the Jaguars right now, like, if the playoffs start today, they're in the playoffs. That would be fun. I'd love to see the Jaguars in the playoffs again. It's been a long time. David Garrard. Oh, no, David Garrard. I was, I was thinking that, further back. That, that one year with David Garrard. Uh, and, and, um, and Byron Leftwich. And, uh, oh, uh, J- Maurice Jones-Drew. Man. Uh, they played the Patriots in 2007, remember? The, the buzzsaw. Yep. Um, eh. Anyway, next. Uh, oh, uh, game of the week. Eagles, Rams. I'm going Rams. This one's kind of interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm going Gur- I'm going Gurley. I'm going Gurley and I'm going Goff, man. This whole year, we've all been kind of going like, are the Rams really this good? Like The Rams are good. They're they supposed just to did be not bad. have a good coach. They didn't have the, I mean, they have Jeff Fisher for, for crying out loud as their coach, man. <laughs> because like, I guess in football, maybe the coach has more of an impact than in a lot of other sports. Cause like, remember like the Warriors, the Warriors had Mark Jackson as the coach and then it and was kind of weird when then. they fired him and they hired Steve Kerr. And then suddenly they went from like a playoff team to like the greatest team ever. And, but even that wasn't, that wasn't going from a bad team to a really good team. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. this is just crazy. Um, and you sort of wonder with the Eagles too, maybe they're not as good as their records, but I think I've got the Eagles in this one by, by like a hair. Uh, I'm, I'm going rounds, but it's going to be like probably a final drive. 
Like, I've got some kind of weird late-game meltdown or a fumble by somebody or something kind of kind of doing the Rams in. I f- I'm, I'm feeling like uh, is, um, Goff is going to, like, find um, like Cooper Cup or, like, um, Sammy Watkins in the corner of the end zone, like, type of vibe here. Talk about For another great game, so, Cooper Cup. Either way, Cooper Cup, man. Coop. <laughs> All right. Um, here's the evening game, eight thirty one. Um, Ravens and Steelers. Joe Flacco is freaking terrible, 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 terrible. He's bad at football, and the Ravens basically so, do do a Giants where they just never make changes, even if it's mediocre. But, but the Ravens have a great defense, though. And but Ben Roethlisberger is a terrible person, so. <laughs> yeah, I I've got the Steelers. I meh. Steelers, Steelers because your waifu Le'Veon Bell and uh, Antonio Brown, uh, Juju Smith Schuster. There's just too much too much offensive talent for the defense to stop. Joe Flacco fl- uh, throws four interceptions. That's my I mean, that's my prediction. That, I mean, he he did that against Saxonville. So um... <laughs> Joe Flacco throws yeah. four interceptions, but the Ravens still only lose by like four points. Yeah, I'll go with that because Steelers normally play uh, play down to their competition. Yeah, so, it'll be one of those kind of games where you'll just way, be like, gonna why be some the hitting. hell did I watch that? It's going to be some Ravens and Steelers just do some hitting. So, But Steelers. Um, and the last one, the Monday night football game. Patriot, ARP, New England Patriots versus the Miami Dolphins. Who you got? I've got the Patriots. Uh, ESPN makes you pick as a tiebreaker, makes you pick the score. So I have the Patriots 45 to 3. Dang. Um, I, I feel like the Patriots might end up playing down to the Dolphins. So I'm, I'm giving them like, um, um, I'm giving them like 24 to 16 because like, the Dolphins just like for some reason just get like their front front four always gives like our offensive line and Tom Brady fits, so um, I think it's gonna be closer. But I I just think the sign factor is like the running game with Deion Lewis and James White and also Rex Burkhead. So all three of them doing their thing, um, and the Brady like the Brady the Cooks connection because Gronk is out because of the suspension, so. So yeah, Patriots. I I have literally no idea who's starting at quarterback for the Dolphins in this game, and I my quick Google search couldn't even tell me. So, uh, um, I think it might be Cutler, but I I don't know if he's injured or not. But it'd be either Cutler or Matt Moore. Jay Cutler. They said Matt Moore didn't practice, uh, so, so I think it's so probably it's not Cutler, Moore. Man. So so Jay Cutler. Uh yeah no forty five to three I that I probably don't I probably didn't pick a large enough spread. <laughs> Word, okay. Um, so let's see. Uh, can can you refresh your video by the way? Because I want to see your reaction. Like I want to end the show like with this thing like this video here. <laughs> yeah okay. <laughs> like you, I, you I teased need, this I earlier. I need to see your reaction on this. And we may or may not really quickly, by the way, I'm going to make my eliminator pick too. Um, what you got? And I, I've got the Packers over the Browns. 
So that's fun. Anyway, that's a thing. Looks like it's safe. Okay. Cool. I had one week where I put my picks in and then it deleted my picks for some reason. And so I just had a zero for the week. Okay. Uh, don't uh, look into it until I tell you to. All right. Um, All right. I'm just going to go ahead and like send this out to you right now. Um, All right. I'm going to minimize the chat window so I don't even see the preview. <laughs> I'm a little scared, to be honest. All right. So this is called, yeah, this is called Every 90s Commercial Ever. And it's basically like a teaser on like, you know, like cheesy, like 90s commercials like Capri Sun. Oh, God. This so, does actually sound up my alley. Can I can I click on it now? Um, Yeah. All right. And now if. OK, go for it. All right. I'm loading it up. Here we go. Uh, taking YouTube a second. Oh, okay. Man, this play button is a great video. <laughs> it's literally still loading. Okay, here we go. Oh, wow. Oh, God, that music. <laughs> Liquid slam, what? Oh no, oh yeah, they did the turn into liquid thing. Oh no. Wait, are they ghosts? Are they Ghostbusters? Oh, I love the bad CGI. They have a full team. <laughs> they they reconstituted and became some sort of monster thing and are I guess amalgamating all of the other children. Those are like football pizzas instead of football cookies. <laughs> it's the hunger that you tackle. Game respect game. Okay, I'm going to attempt to describe what just happened, because uh, I think I was just laughing and not really uh, not really reacting a whole lot. Uh, so there, uh, there is uh, some some silly music, and these kids are bored, and uh, 
their friend runs in and is like, hey, I heard this uh, football player is playing ball in the park with our friends. And they uh, they run out. Dun, dun, they, down, down, Darius Jackson. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the fake uh, football player stand-in guy. Um, and uh, mom is like, well, you can't go without your what, – what was that product called? Uh, uh, big Game Liquid Slam, I think it was. Your Big Game Liquid Slam, which is obviously – like uh, Capri Sun, uh, and they drink it and they turn can that into be the strange podcast. Huh? Can we? Can that be like our like a uh, uh, big liquid slam? Can that be like our uh, the title for this one? <laughs> Not sure. I have anything to add to that. Uh, but they become uh, <laughs> they become silver surfers and uh, fly to the park and they're playing football. And then, um, but they try to reamalgamate into people uh, out of liquid, and they become this sort of strange three-person combined bloody monster thing. And they start uh, they start murdering the other children. <laughs> and uh, football player just happens to have a flamethrower on him. So I guess we're getting into like the '90s action kid genre. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they escape, Come and they're on. back at the house. They're back at the house, feeling down. And uh, and Mom is like, "Had a Tough rough day, day kids. kids. Uh, you might enjoy these pe- that, these that football pro- shaped pizza pockets, uh, or I guess open like face pizzas. Big, like and uh, uh, big game pizza pig skins. They're having uh, they're having all kinds of fun eating the pizza, and then." Uh, the mom gets uh, eviscerated by uh, by the monster who isn't dead, and uh, yeah, yeah, the monster was actually because re- there was like one like one of those little like um, pizza pizza bites left, and like the you just see like a hand just brush right through her stomach to like get the little pizza thing. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't even trying to hurt anyone. Maybe it just wanted pizza. It just wanted those pizza pit skins, man. <laughs> I now almost want to make my own pizza pig skins. Because <laughs> they did just look like, kind of good. Whatever you do, make sure you look north, south, east, and west. Like, be- like before you, you set them on a plate. Because, like, I, I don't want, like, a monster, like, to eviscerate you. <laughs> Maybe up and down, too. Word. Um, but, yeah, there you go. That is a, I would say, a pretty good, uh, pretty good, um pretty good summary of uh what night what those 90s commercials like on like cartoon network and stuff <laughs> big game liquid slam that's what it was called yeah big game yeah, liquid I slam i was i was worried like about like the gory parts was like like was gonna make you like just like just throw up or something like that i, I, I was uncertain about it but i didn't want to like i didn't want to give up the spoilers either so it was just something you had to see for yourself but like the making of it was is like even more fascinating it's like an eight minute video like uh on their like on their channel of like how they made it and it was amazing how, they, how they made that yeah yeah i'll, I'll definitely I recommend watch you checking that out yeah I, um, I checked it out it was good like what they did they actually shot it in like 4k and then they ran it through like a vcr to dirty it up to give it like that 90s feel that's fantastic <laughs> uh dude um the uh it's kind of cool uh i got the demo for this plugin that's a reel-to-reel tape simulator and it essentially does the same thing for for music 
where you put that right. on like the master uh, plug-in feed for your track and it makes the track sound like it's being played back on a reel-to-reel tape machine. It's a really, really subtle effect, but that same sort of thing where it's meant to kind of retroify a piece. Um, cool. I used that <laughs> on like a synth thing I was working on. But um, anyway, yeah, really cool. cool. Well, on that note, um, man, we've been we've been talking for a while. Um, like, if the quality sounds a little bit different, it's because like we're uh, not in the same vicinity as we normally are. Um, yeah, we didn't really mention that off the top. Uh, he's he's at his uh, he's at his apartment. I'm at mine, and well, actually, my girlfriend's. But we're, we're practically like living together now. So, uh, but yeah uh we decided to give this a trial and see how it how it goes and um it's a telecommunication um, saturday yeah and if it works then hey we'll be able to drop out drop some more episodes like uh on a more consistent basis so um um i really feel like this was was really good um yeah we we actually we actually had like we actually had like a little outline that we went through so it was like less digressions and we actually just kept it going and we actually gave you actually more like organized content so i I felt like this was like a a good step in the right direction for our podcast and for like our five viewers so (laughs) yeah it was excellent um and plus i got a chance to try out the microphone that which and audio interface that subsequently dan here gave me for my birthday like last july so i i can finally use i finally had a, a reason and a way to use this equipment so yeah thanks <laughs> to be honest um, man like to my ears through the headphones it sounds pretty good actually oh um, man this sounds, so, this sounds good so we should I, I be can, i can't wait i can't wait to see how how um this like uh is like synced together yeah hopefully we can Great do this content. more often and uh so, um as as topic ideas come to us we can just kind of kind of keep track of them and all that good stuff all right so um so just like the wrap up here um great show today um um tomorrow we're gonna be like watching um our picks play out and then like we'll give like the you know the updates like you know in the the next episode we'll like maybe do like a little analysis on that and then we'll make more picks and all that and then talk about the world of sports uh on the the only ways we know how so um until then um um this has been um uh d with two e's and um and dan with an a-n Exactly. And um just we we thank you so much for like tuning in uh for another episode, another installment of uh uh the Dan versus D sports and stuff podcast. And um just ask that you just uh you know, just follow us on Twitter, uh, follow, uh, and just, and just continue to follow, follow us on iTunes. And, you know, just, you know, just, you don't have to listen to it, like the whole thing at once. You know, you can listen to 10 a minute, five, 10 minute increments and stuff. Just, you know, just, if you're, if you're bored and stuff, just like, you know, just listen to us and everything. Cause, you know, we'll, we keep you company and we'll keep you entertained. Um, but just throw that little plug in there, like, Hey, uh, listen to us and, um, and follow us. But other than that, enjoy your lives. And, um, yeah. <laughs> quick quick note about that um we still as of right now as far as i know uh do not have any ratings or reviews on uh on itunes so if you're uh if you're out there and you're uh you got nothing to do you got nothing else to do on a sunday afternoon uh 
give us a give us a rating. Um, five star, us, one star. Give five us stars would be nice. Stars. But, Give us, uh, give us minus five stars. <laughs> yeah, right, right. That would be more commensurate with the quality of the of our show. But uh, but yeah, we we would really appreciate. Honestly, we would appreciate constructive criticism too. I mean, yeah. really, honestly, like you know what we could do better, what you'd like to hear more of, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, the Twitter handle, by the way, is at DVD Sports Show with two S's. Because of my other use of this account, we're now being followed by Acid Fury a technical thrash metal band from uh, Athens. Um, How about that? I assume that means Athens, Georgia, and not... No! From Athens, Greece. Wow. Who would have thought? Yo, do, you think, do you think they know the Greek freak uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo? You never know, man. Anyway, <laughs> fun times. Reach out to us. Let us know. We still send us some listener email if you feel like it. Ask us questions. We will literally do anything on the air. This is a great episode. I think it was a good episode here. Um, this is like, I'm D, um, this Dan, and um, uh, we hope to see you again. And especially like um, in the, definitely in the near future. Like uh, if, as long as this, um, this experiment here, um, this two different location experiment um, goes well. So, with that said, um, this is this has been the Dan versus uh, D um, Sports and Stuff podcast. Um, we um, we wish you peace, love, and happiness, and uh, may you all have uh, a great day and lives, and love one another. Stay safe, stay sane. Uh, I wish I could just hug you all, but I'm not going to this time. Maybe someday. Someday, indeed. Anyway, guys, peace out, guys. Take it easy. Yeah. So but, we, we uh, both reveal that we're Patriots fans, and uh, and uh, D, the analytics say that uh, all of our fans stopped listening five minutes into this episode. What do you think happened? We sync it up and it just goes directly to the point where we said we were Patriots fans. <laughs>